peace, everybody. You are tuned in to the Phenom Podcast, Business Insights in the Internet Age for Friday, April 20th, 2018. And we are at the last episode of Breaking Down the Digital in 2018 report by We Are Social and Hootsuite, which is essential insights into internet, social media, mobile, and e-commerce use around the world and so this is a good episode because e-commerce is going to be a big deal I know a lot of people out there are interested in how you can make money online e-commerce of course is all about selling online it's going to continue to grow um, we're at the very beginning these are very small numbers of people as far as the total global population these are very small numbers that we're seeing of people actually making purchases online at this point. So there's so much room for growth, so much upside to this. People will definitely be coming online more, and they will also definitely be making more purchases online as things like the fear of shopping online go away for a lot of adults which I think, by the way, is an adult issue in this day and age, especially adults that grew up in a world where we did not have the Internet and we weren't buying things online until recently and all those things. A lot of things happened in the early days of the Internet where people were doing identity theft and stealing credit card information. And those things still happen, but on a very small scale much much smaller scale than it used to happen in the early days of the internet so this report here they used numbers of people 15 and over so anybody under 15 right now in this day and age they have grown up in a world where they didn't know anything but having the internet and being connected and some of them have probably already made purchases online with their parents credit cards and so those folks who are under 15 right now will definitely not have a problem making online purchases when they come of age to do so on their own and so it's pretty crazy um they also for the criteria in this report they only use people that have a bank account which means they probably have a debit card people who have a credit card like a, ma a major credit card like American Express or something like that that's not a debit card people who have made or received mobile payments of some kind so like through cash app or something like that um, also people who have made online purchases or paid bills online and so this is not even uh, representative of the whole population of the world so when you think about that only half of the population of the world is online right now and more will be coming online as time goes on that will happen quickly more and more people are going to be coming online so this is pretty crazy numbers for just that segment of the population so of those people 62 percent have a bank account 18 percent have a credit card two percent 
have made mobile payments or received mobile uh, mobile payments and 17% have made purchases online or paid bills online so of those people 16% of the people with credit cards are women uh, men with credit cards are 19% percentage of women making internet payments is 16% and percentage of men making internet payments is 17%. So you can see that there's a lot of room for growth in these numbers right here. Those are kind of small numbers, but when you're talking about three and a half billion people, that's still a whole lot of people online, spending money, shopping online. And so what are they shopping for? Well, they break down right here in this next section, global e-commerce spend by category. And that's the total annual amount spent on consumer e-commerce categories around the world in U.S. dollars. And so fashion and beauty, $408 billion spent annually. Electronics and physical media, $359.4 billion. Food and personal care, $139.8 billion. Furniture and appliances. 225.5 billion toys do-it-yourself and hobbies 341.5 billion travel including accommodation is 212.7 billion digital music for all my musicians out there all the people in the music industry 11.2 billion dollars and that to me is barely starting because streaming services are becoming more popular um, and so I'm, I'm pretty sure this includes all of it streaming Amazon all of that digital downloads all that so that's 11.2 billion at this point that's quite a bit and that will be growing video games is 52.5 billion okay so that's how much people are spending on these different categories but what's been the increase of people spending on those categories how, how much has it gone up annually so in this next section they have the global e-commerce growth by category which is the annual change in the total amount spent on consumer e-commerce categories around the world of course in US dollars and so fashion and beauty has grown 18 percent electronics and physical media 12 percent food and personal care has grown 20 percent um, I'm pretty sure that's because a lot of people are on the fitness and wellness kick. So that's, I'm sure, going to continue to grow even further. Furniture and appliances have grown 16%. Toys, do-it-yourself and hobbies, 17%. Travel, including accommodation, 13%. Digital music sales have increased 13%. We are also seeing reports, of course, that physical CDs, physical music sales are way down. Album sales in that form are way down. But streaming and digital downloads, even digital downloads actually are down, but streaming is actually on the rise. So, again, digital music sales have grown 13%, and video game sales have grown 7%. So, like I said, a lot of room for growth, but things are growing already. 
So as more people come online, as more people make purchases online, that's going to continue to grow. All this stuff, if you if you want to sell anything online, all this stuff should be exciting you. I know it's exciting me. I have recently started up an e-commerce situation. I'm growing that from zero. And so uh, I'm excited about all this stuff. Um, so the next section we have here is e-commerce detail consumer goods and it's an overview of the e-commerce market for consumer goods with values in United States dollars so total number of people purchasing consumer goods via e-commerce is 1.77 billion the year-on-year -year change is 8% so three and a half billion people online 1.77 billion people uh, quite a big chunk of those people are purchasing consumer goods online somewhere penetration of consumer goods e-commerce of the total population is 23 percent uh, the penetration rate of course is the uh, rate that people have adopted this technology so 23 percent of the total population so far has gotten into online buying a lot of room for growth there and it definitely will grow so the value of the consumer goods e-commerce market or the total annual sales revenue is 1.474 trillion dollars and the year-on-year -year change is plus 16%. It's grown 16%. And it's at $1.474 trillion of total annual sales revenue. A lot of action going on there. The average annual revenue per user of consumer goods e-commerce is $833. And uh, the year-on-year -year change is plus seven percent. So, as far as for companies, the average annual revenue per user is eight hundred and thirty-three dollars. So, not too bad, and especially with it growing, um, that's going to be pretty pretty good in the future. It's um, it's no doubt going to go up. And so with all that covered, we come to Hootsuite's perspective, e-commerce themes. So this is Hootsuite's perspective on what they see coming out of all this data that they've taken and looked at. And so the first thing they have here is prepare for the shift from search to social. If your e-commerce product relies on SEO, which is search engine optimization, We'll get into that in a second. Build a strategy to account for brand discovery and social as well. In markets such as Latin America, social has already eclipsed search for product research. This behavior increases with younger demographics. So for those of you out there who aren't familiar with what SEO or search engine optimization means, that has to do with your website and how you word things on the pages of the website there's also some things you can do inside the code of the actual website that your developer your web designer can do and all of all that really means all that really means is Google and Bing and Yahoo 
different search engines crawl the whole web basically meaning they search the whole entire web for all the websites out there they actually read what's on the websites and based on that when people search things they're gonna try to pull up the most relevant things based on what they're seeing on these websites it's also based on the ranking of your website which has a lot to do with how fast your website loads also has to do with the users of your website if you have a lot of users if those users are given a lot of feedback if a lot of people are checking for your website all these kinds of things there's a lot of different factors that go into that but the SEO side of it is really more dealing with how you have your website set up and how you're wording things and things like keywords for your products and other things on your site so of course you need that in place you need to have that on your website but what it's saying is is that you also need to build a strategy to have your brand be able to be found on social as well so basically you need to have an account on these social platforms because people are more and more searching for things inside of social versus searching for those things inside of Google or something else like that and they're saying that in Latin America that it's already more they're already searching more on social platforms than they are on uh, search engines so this is it also says that this increases with younger demographics so again the people that are younger will continue to search more on social because that's where their attention is so the second thing they have here is visual searches are on the rise products like Pinterest lens use machine learning to aid in brand and product discovery social analytics companies are also expanding their brand monitoring tools to include visual searches helping brands listen for more textual chatter as Pinterest founder and CEO Ben Silberman put it a lot of the future of search is going to be about pictures instead of keywords so pretty self-explanatory people want to see stuff they're searching more visually Pinterest um, is going to be a big deal, especially for anybody doing um, fashion, any kind of clothing, things like that. Really anything, but especially those things, a lot of people are finding clothes and whatnot on that platform. Also Etsy, I know a lot of people are finding things on Etsy, so if you're not familiar with that, you can Google that. It's E-T-S-Y, Etsy.com. I believe it's free to have a profile on there so check that out if you do fashion or if you do anything creative if you make things um, so here we go we're coming up to we are socials analysis of social commerce so this is we are socials take on what's going on with social commerce meaning on social platforms obviously so it says with online shoppers spending almost US 1.5 trillion dollars on consumer goods in 2017 the e-commerce opportunity is clear however by integrating social media into e-commerce offerings and solutions brands stand an even greater chance of establish, establishing trust 
and delivering the convenience that shoppers everywhere are looking for. Things to explore include shoppable ads, removing friction in the buyer's journey and enabling people to start shopping from within the ad. I have actually had some experience with this. Um, like I said, I've recently started an e-commerce business. Um, I have used on Instagram, they have where you can tag the product and people can actually click through the image on Instagram to go to your website or the page of your website where that product is. And so it's really cool. And what they're talking about, removing the friction. This is going to be a big deal, I believe, going forward as far as what people are calling frictionless shopping. So basically all that means is making it quicker and easier for the people to get what they want. Once they see your thing and they want it, it should be like one, maybe two clicks to get that thing. And so all of these different tools inside of the social medias that allow you to do that, Instagram is just one example. Facebook has some things that you can do with this as well. I'm sure uh, the other ones will continue to innovate and add different functions that will allow this in their platforms. So again, removing the friction from the buyer's journey and it's going to be a big deal. Second thing they have here is messenger support. Offering the ability to chat live with the customer service agent just like in a physical store, even if it's a bot. So earlier in this report, we've talked about chat bots a little bit. And this will be a topic that will come up on this show again. I can guarantee you that. I know that a lot of times, especially in our world of social media marketing and, and online activity, bots have had a bad name, right, up until now. Because most people, when they think of a bot, they think of a fake social media account that follows you or interacts with your page and it's it's really not anything but trying to probably sell you something or try to get you to go to some site that has porn on it or something um, so we're gonna need to kinda shift our perception of bots especially when it comes to messenger bots so like it says here people actually do want to interact with your business through messenger when I put things on Facebook marketplace that's where the people are going to come through automatically. They're going to automatically message you through Messenger, which if you think about it, is exactly how we looked at Twitter when we got on Twitter in 2008, which is you can basically text anybody in the world and you don't have to have their number. They don't have to give you their number. They don't even have to know you or any of that. Um, which to me is necessarily not a bad thing because one you can just choose to not answer the message and if they get uh, to a place where they're bugging you or they're spamming you or something like that you can block people so that's a good feature of social platforms to keep any of the BS out of it right but people people want to do that people want to message your business they want to talk to somebody they want to ask questions and so especially if you're in a position where maybe you run some other businesses 
or you have an online business that's growing or has grown and you have a whole lot of people trying to message you the messenger bots can actually have a conversation with people that on the other end they're probably not even gonna know that they're talking to a bot or that it's anything automated because you can actually train those things you can teach them to give the responses that you would give or that you would want your company to give and they also learn they also learn as things go along what people are asking about what's the best responses to those questions and things like that so don't get put off by messenger bots social media account bots yeah but messenger bots is gonna be a good thing unless people start using those wrong and I'm sure there's people out there using them wrong but for the most part messenger bots are gonna be a good thing especially when you have a business that has scaled up and it's, and it's just not easy for you to deal with that many people or it's not uh, feasible for you to hire a whole room full of people to take messages and calls okay so the third thing they have here is social payments integrated payment platforms within social apps will make it easier for people to pay with confidence so one experience that I'm seeing or that I'm having is that Facebook payments is a thing people actually use that I think right now people are a little um, anxious about Facebook because if they've been paying attention to television news networks there's been this whole smear campaign against Facebook for something that's completely unrelated to anybody's privacy or anybody's data or, or whatever the case that they're saying in those reports but to me a lot of the people I've talked about they they haven't either they haven't heard about that or they're not worried about it and the ones that have you know they're they're probably just gonna buy into that stuff anyway <laughs> but um a lot of these social platforms are gonna have social payments where you can actually make payments through them Twitter has had that for years Facebook has it I'm sure it will start to be integrated into more of these social platforms so it will be a thing and again that's a part of the frictionless thing right so if they're inside of that social media app they see the the product right there they want it right there it's probably um pretty clear that that if you make it easier if they can just actually buy it in there without having to even click through to a website and add it to a cart and do all that extra stuff it's gonna be better for you it's gonna be better for them it's gonna mean more sales and all of that so social payments big deal coming up alright the last thing they have here is omni-channel integrating all of these opportunities within physical stores too making it as easy as possible for people to buy so omni-channel of course just means that your stuff is everywhere that it can possibly be and they're talking about if you have a physical store a physical location integrating social things into that or internet buying options into that will actually help your business grow and just basically keep up with the times and so there's a lot of things that are coming out they're actually already out but more and more people will become aware of them 
through Facebook, Instagram, and things like that with what's called augmented reality, which we've talked a little bit about in other shows. And basically, if you've used filters in Snapchat or anything like that, that's augmented reality. When you can move your face around and, and the little ears and nose move around with you, that's augmented reality. That's one way it can be used. Another way it can be used is somebody could be in your store, they could hold up your phone or hold up their phone to your product in the store or a sign in the store or whatever you want it to, to be. And it can actually pull things up on their screen and make them look as if they're laid over that product or whatever, right? So you could have like reviews pop up there. You could have really, really anything you want, some, some other sort of experience inside of their phone. You may even actually have something pop up where they can just actually buy it right there. They don't even have to come to the counter. They can just go, boom, buy it. You know, there's all sorts of ways that people can be creative and I'm sure that we'll see plenty of creative uses for this type of stuff so that's really it e-commerce on the rise if you want to sell stuff online this is a great time for you to start this is there's never been a better time as far as online to start a business like we mentioned a little earlier in the early days of the internet it was a little less secure a lot of these technologies for security and things hadn't even built been built out yet. Um, so all of that is in place. Just the way the state of the internet as it is, with the way that the social apps are, with security, with the whole nine, it's just a really good time to start e-commerce, especially with more and more people coming online. So if you have anything that you want to sell, you can also do drop shipping. We'll talk about that in some episodes coming up so there's all kinds of options for you to get started at low cost or sometimes no cost but the thing about the online is is that you're definitely gonna need to start figuring out how to run ads so this is the other part on top of e-commerce of how people are successful is they know how to run ads they know how to set up their website correctly they know how to do different things to the social media apps to bring people in, to build people's trust, to have people actually convert into paying customers. So we'll come up, uh, we'll, we'll have more information coming up on all of that in episodes down the line. And so this will be a big topic of conversation on this show because I know a lot of people want to make money online they want to sell their stuff online or they want to move their existing business online and use both and so just continue to stay with us continue to stay up on the show we will continue to give you as much information as we can to help you do that and so i hope that you're getting something out of this all of this information it's a lot of great information again if you missed the other episodes on this report I highly suggest that you go through this report if you're not sure if online is a thing, if you need to be involved in online sales or if you or whatever. I think it's a good idea to go through the rest of the episodes of this report. I know there's a lot of them, but um I think it will be well worth your time. And so as always, I appreciate everybody tuning in. Follow us at Phenom Radio. You can follow me at slim the phenom on the instagram on the twitter and 
We will be right back here ASAP with the next episode. I hope y'all all have a productive and great day. This is your boy Slim signing off Phenom Podcast, Business Insights in the Internet Age for Friday, April 20th, 2018. Peace.